You know the worst part of being a movie guy? What? Anyone who has like a passion experiences this kind of thing. It's whenever you talk to people about movies and they get super nervous to tell you what they think about certain movies. Yeah. Like whenever someone's like, oh, I have a letterbox account, but like, don't, don't look at my top four <laughs> movies too seriously. Like, like it was just kind of four movies that I picked. I'm like, it, I, I do not care <laughs> what your yeah. top four movies are. There's like maybe five movies of all movies ever that if you had the, one of those, which you definitely don't <laughs> in your top five, then I'd be like, I don't know about that one. But like I had one friend who's like, it's just four movies that I know that Taylor Swift has starred in. I'm like, cool. <laughs> but she was so scared of like, oh, like, is he going to think that these are my favorite movies and he's going to judge me? I'm not judging you. <laughs> yeah. I guess I've told you about my condition. Only every time I see it. If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster in your side. Now say my name. I am Iron Man. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Screen Time Podcast. The first episode of 2024 crazy times i'm connor i'm luke and in honor of a new year starting and an old year ending we're looking back at the best and worst movies and tv shows that we saw of 2023 bingo i'm definitely gonna say 2024 (laughs) at some point during this (laughs) podcast but that's okay that did just dawn on me but we'll work with it uh we did this last year yeah looking at 2022 Mm -hmm. uh and that one we had a little bit of structure. We knew we were talking about best movies, best TV shows, worst movies, worst TV shows. Yeah. And that was a fine episode. Then halfway through the year, we did our best of 2023 so far. And we had right. a bit of a an awards mm-hmm. system that we that we used to go through that. And that was a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> so we have structured our entire episode today around an awards-like yeah. system. Yes. <laughs> On our social medias, we will have ballots or something. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to look, but you're going to see the options that we've presented for our categories that we've decided to do. Bingo. And we're going to work through these categories Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. share which ones we think are the best. We've worked together in coming up with five nominees for each category that we've come up with. And then we have obviously a winner for one for each of us. Sometimes we'll have the same, sometimes we'll have different. Yep. All will be unveiled. And we're gonna start off by talking about the best and worst in movies. Correct. So we're gonna start, you know, maybe a little more fun and then get more more serious. Yep. We'll do like best picture yep. last. So that means we're starting off with best action. Bingo. And our nominees for best action. We have John Wick Chapter Four, Shin Common Rider. Godzilla Minus One, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I couldn't help pick John Wick Chapter 4. <laughs> nice. It was actually really hard for me to pick from this one. <laughs> because every single movie on this list is like a certain aspect of action. Because with Mission Impossible you have like the... You know, you're watching for, like, the big stunts. You're, like, you're watching to see what this person can actually do on camera. And that's really fun. Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, sometimes grounded, sometimes fantastical side of superhero action. Yeah. And one takes and everything. It's amazing. Godzilla Minus One is the, um, just the pure spectacle of it and just the destruction 
and like the awe striking destruction that it leaves you in. And uh, Shin Kong Rider is just good old cheering, like just completely bombastic, completely all in. It's amazing. And uh, John Wick 4 is my pick. Because John Wick 4 is like an almost three hour movie and it took an action trope that I don't usually enjoy and made it exciting for two hours. And that is, I think gun violence is kind of boring. Yeah. Or like gun action in movies can be really boring because it's so oversaturated. But somehow they made it completely entertaining for two hours straight out of a three, almost three hour movie and like integrated all different kinds of weapon weaponry and the choreography. It's just, it's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, and just the two moments that stand up for me in the action in that movie it's the one where the camera's looking face down yeah, yeah as he's yeah. going room to room mm-hmm. that's beautiful incredible and incredible. the stair sequence it's, is it's, is incredible it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> i i yeah i'm not sure i still don't know if i feel when he falls all the way down if it's funny or heartbreaking it makes me a little sad <laughs> yeah. but apparently lots of people found it funny but just the whole story that's built around yeah that very specific mm-hmm. set of stairs is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then for a like a standoff fight to be so oh, like captivating. Not that it isn't ever captivating. It's just been done so many times that it's kind of difficult to get an actually exciting standoff where they're just looking at each other now. Because I feel like we've seen it so many times. Yeah. But they, they made it anew. And that's, that's why I had to pick it. It was know? good. Yeah. Incredible. Okay, so next we have Best Cinematography. Our nominees, Asteroid City, Oppenheimer, Shin Kamen Rider, Past Lives, and John Wick Chapter 4. All great options, all great options, all very different options. But I had to pick Asteroid City. You know what I picked? What? I picked Asteroid City. (laughs) Nice. It's, It's so good. Wes Anderson has a style that just hooks me. Oh, same here. I understand that it's not for everyone, I... One of our co-workers has said that, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. But I could watch his, you know, turn the volume off. I could watch his movies all yeah. day, just visually. They're incredible. And it's it's not only, like, what the camera captures, but it's the way it moves throughout, like, the sets. That That's, prob- that's the biggest reason why I gave this one. Yeah. Is framing and everything is incredible. I mean, framing and... Like, all of these categories is incredible. Yeah. But just the way Wes moves the camera is what catches me. And it's Well, it's and at the beginning and the end, there's kind of like a, a sweeping shot where it kind of looks yeah. over the whole set there. Yeah. Gorgeous. It's, it's amazing. Gorgeous. It's amazing. Next up, we have best score. Mm-hmm. Now, this is worth noting here because we're going to get to best soundtrack in a second. Mm-hmm. For the purposes of this podcast, this episode. Right. Because in our reviews and stuff on Letterboxd and even just in discussions, we'll probably use score and soundtrack interchangeably. Yeah. For the sake of this, score is orchestral. Yeah. Background music, probably no words. Sometimes. Soundtrack is like licensed songs. Yeah. Songs with words. Generally. Yeah. 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 But we're looking at score here. Correct. Nominees. Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer. Past Lives, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Godzilla Minus One, and Blue Giant. Bingo. And for me, 
for me, this I, I was a lot. <laughs> this is a lot easier than it was for you. Uh, it was Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, I feel like if you sat someone down and said, you know, here's this person's theme and here's a theme for, for this and that and like what these means in the story, you could have someone sit down and listen to the soundtrack of the story and go, I got it. Yeah. The amount of storytelling that the music does, it's, it's just incredible to me. It's beautiful. Um. <laughs> now for my pick I do feel sad because if we could put six options Boy and the Heron would easily be on here but it sadly <laughs> didn't make it anyway I still haven't decided so and I'm not going to do this very many times I promise <laughs> but I do have like a, a spinning wheel here and I've spun it now and what the best score is Oppenheimer let's go okay I'm happy with that I'm happy with that yeah for sure an audience, you need to understand that this has been a struggle for him for a few days. <laughs> yeah. He's been hurting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Oppenheimer. It's really, really good. It's solid. And I'm a Ludwig. big fan of Ludwig. Oh, incredible. All right. Well, cool. Good pick. <laughs> so next up, we have the Worst Jokes Award. And our nominees are Blue Beetle, Book Club, The Next Chapter, Ghosted, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, and Joyride. And I... Picked Joyride. What a group of doozies we have here. <laughs> all, yeah, all of these... I haven't seen Book Club, but the other four that I've seen all had, like, just jokes that tried so hard but never landed, and it was yeah. annoying, honestly. And I had to pick Joyride because it's the only one that makes me, like, legitimately very angry <laughs> to think about. I just hate it anyway. uh, i also picked joe right yeah okay <laughs> there was one joke when we watched it i was like it was almost funny but it was also a joke that they cut off before they could get to the punchline mm. so it was left to your imagination what they were saying i was like ah it was almost funny <laughs> there those the jokes in this movie are so aggressively racist yeah or vulgar mm-hmm. but both yeah both <laughs> at the same time uh you know, and I'm not I'm not against like offensive comedy, but it's gotta be funny. Because if you go offensively funny and it's not funny, then you're just being offensive. Yeah. I'm not Chinese, but boy do they rip into China as a country just constantly. Yeah. <laughs> they made me feel bad yeah. for the country of China watching this movie. Yeah, and unless it got banned. I'm excited to not watch this movie ever, ever again. again. <laughs> no. We're done. All right, now we're entering the part of our cate- our categories where we have best and worst of yeah of each the same category. Yeah. The previous ones we had looked at doing the best and worst for score cinematography action and such, and we were struggling to find the worst. other side. Yeah, yeah. So now we're getting to the section where we have one for each. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna start with worst soundtrack. Cool. Again, these are like the licensed songs mm-hmm. in the movies. And our nominees for worst soundtrack are the Super Mario Brothers movie, Trolls Band Together, Joyride, Ghosted, and Wonka. And for me, I had to do Trolls. <laughs> I didn't have fun. Anytime they started singing, I knew I was in for a bad three minutes or yeah. longer. Huh. They brought NSYNC back for this movie to make a song that's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my pick. <laughs> I don't remember it that much. I only remember like one or two songs. But out of spite, I'm just picking Joyride. (laughs) 
because they so, do there there's like a a musical number in the movie. Oh yeah. And bad. I hated it. <laughs> I wanted to leave. Anyway, yeah. And then uh following that we have best soundtrack. So our nominees, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Flora and Son and Barbie. And I Thought that this was actually really easy. I was like, <laughs> I got this one in the bag. And then I had it down to two. And then, then I listened to both of them and went, oh, no. <laughs> but I am going to have to go with Guardians 3. Because nice. I love I love those 80s, 90s, early 2000s songs. Yeah. It's beautiful. Honestly, a great five movies there. It, yeah. As far as soundtrack goes, giving an honorable mention. Spe- special honorable mention to Ninja Turtles. I mm-hmm. thought that soundtrack was killer. But it I was. also went... With Guardians of the Galaxy three, yeah. yeah, just an amazing selection of songs and so good. And I mean specifically the final one before the credits roll, "Dog Days Are Over." I still that's that no, movie yeah. came out in May. I still cannot listen to that song. <laughs> I was listening without the, sobbing. I was listening to the soundtracks. I'm like, all right, this that song, Guardians. Okay, next one, next one, next one. And then there's Dog Days, which we're not going to do because I don't need to cry right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah man, if I ever need to so feel good. something, I just put that song on and sob. <laughs> so good. Oh. Here's an exciting one. Right. We're doing best advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can look in the form of trailer, posters. Marketing s- campaign. Yeah. Someone's visit on, on Hot Ones. You know, <laughs> interviews with Variety. Yeah. Anything. Uh, so for best advertising, our nominees are Barbie, Oppenheimer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Creator, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And... For me, I had to go with Barbie. One, I thought that the the trailer did a great job of making it look like a lot of fun. But really, you walk into that movie with no idea what you're walking into, like what the story is. Mm-hmm. It looked like Barbie lives in Barbie land. Eventually, they go to the real world. And that's kind of all you know. Yeah. And especially walking out of the movie and seeing what it was, you're like, wow. Didn't know I was walking into that. Yeah. But boy, am I happy I didn't know. Yeah. The posters that they had... Especially because they made it so customizable, where you could put yourself in one of the Barbie posters. Yeah. And people had a ton of fun with that. Yeah. Everything around the advertising and preparation of that movie, I thought was awesome. Incredible. Yeah, it was easily down to two for me. It was Barbie or, not, Barbie or Oppenheimer. It's like one of the two. Barbenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Well, because of that whole thing, their coexistence is what marketed yeah. the movies so much. But, out of the two of them, I had to pick Oppenheimer just because... That first trailer is, like, the best trailer that I've seen all year. It's, like, very, very short. It's, like, only, like, a minute long. And it's just, it's, like, from Christopher Nolan, explosions and just a very piercing, screeching sound. Especially, we saw it in IMAX quite a few times. Yeah. It was loud. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, the trailers are incredible. Posters are great. And, yeah, Barbie advertised it even more. So, that was nice. It's awesome that we picked one of each. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, we should also mention that we haven't talked to each other about what our picks are. Oh, yeah, are. yeah, true. There's true. some that we definitely know Yeah, what the other person's picked, but we haven't discussed our picks at all. Yes. So every time we say it, it's just it's a reveal to the other one. Correct. All right. Following that, we got worst advertising. So Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Gran Turismo, Flora and Son, Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, and The Boy and the Heron, which I would like to preface is only because they didn't advertise it in Japan, but 
but they advertise it here, and I couldn't escape watching a trailer, even though I didn't want to. But I did watch the trailer after, and it was an incredible trailer. Yeah. But I was salty about it. Anyway, I had to pick Shazam! Fear the Gods, simply because, I mean, the advertising just didn't exist. It just, it just didn't. Like, um, they had a couple posters that you'd see, like, every now and then. And then maybe, like, a trailer if you went to the theaters. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it didn't make it look good or anything. Like, it didn't make it look terrible, but it was like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my pick for this is actually Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah. Because, true. boy, did that movie not look very good in the trailers. Yeah, I thought and it was going to suck. <laughs> and then we went and saw the movie and we were like, what happened? Like, that didn't like, suck. <laughs> this is, like, good, actually. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know what... And I don't know what I'm cool was. with the movie, like, slightly underselling it in the trailers so that you're, you know, impressed yeah. when you go watch it. But this was, like... it Like, it looked bad. <laughs> it looked bad. And then just like, oh, this is, like... I'm, I almost cried at one point. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Worst VFX. Boy, do we have some doozies. <laughs> we got The Flash, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Expend Four Bulls, and Knights of the Zodiac. <laughs> nice. Now, I'm going with The Flash. I think that the effects in all five of these movies are kind of doo-doo. <laughs> but The Flash, Flash's VFX and the, the badness of them took me out of the movie more than any of the other ones like looking at knights of the zodiac they'd cut to a cg scene and it looks like a cartoon it looks yeah. like well, not, not even like it, it looks like like a animated uh, movie a snapchat filter or whatever sometimes like the suit up scene you're like Ooh, <laughs> yeah. whoa but, yeah. uh, but i was already having just fun <laughs> making fun of that that when that happened i just rolled with it yeah i know it's bad but the flash and also you you need to do better in a movie like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. When you see demon babies falling out of a hospital, and you're like, maybe you shouldn't save them. That's when you know it's real bad. <laughs> I also picked the Flash. I'm not for surprised. All, all the same reasons. It's yeah, like they're all bad in all of these movies, but the Flash is the only one where I actually like. Like I feel almost like nauseous <laughs> looking at some of the stuff. It's like it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yeah anyway best VFX we have The Creator incredible Dungeons and Dragons beautiful Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 of course Gran Turismo and Godzilla Minus One incredible alright now here's the thing <laughs> here's my pick I would pick The Creator because it's like oh my goodness like phenomenal Probably, like, I, I don't like using the word objectively, but probably objectively, probably the best on this list. But, I'm going to go with Godzilla Minus One, because it was the most, like, impressed I was with the visual effects, and for, like, the moment in history where it's like, this is, like, a landmark for Japanese special effects. Yeah. Like, this is basically, like, the feelings I was getting when watching Minus One would be the same feelings people got when they watched Avatar when it first came out. They're like, oh my goodness, we can do this? <laughs> and like, I watched Godzilla Minus One and I'm like, oh my goodness, 
I like I didn't know this was possible. Yeah, it was it was breathtaking. So that's what I'm going with. I am gonna go with the creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and actually, it was really solidified for me in like the last two weeks, where I don't know if you've seen this, but they've posted reels on the before and after in the VFX, mm-hmm. and not that anyone had said anything, but I just assumed that the I can't remember what they called them, the AI people, right? That they would have put something on the back of their head as reference, you know, for what they have on the back of their heads. No. Nothing. No. Yeah. Even the ones that are full robots, it's just a person walking around. Yeah. And they completely removed all the all the elements of them as a person and replaced it with robot. And I went, look, they're excellent VFX, but knowing that you did that, <laughs> like, there's yeah. no green screen there. Yeah. That's really impressive. Yeah. And the fact that now, like, it's not the lowest budget movie on this list. Like, Godzilla Minus One was, like, less than $50 million. No one talks about work conditions, but it was less than fifty million. But for Hollywood, the creator, it was like what was it, like eighty million. Yeah, like a movie like this, you would be like, oh, that's a three hundred million dollar movie, right? You're like, oh my goodness, eighty million, which is still like an insane amount of money. But it's like for Hollywood, wow. it's very low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. All right, now we get on to the uh, the performance awards here, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna start off with ensemble, mm-hmm. which is two or more people. In a movie that were associated with each other, <laughs> yes. uh, that we thought worked well together. Yeah. So, for best ensemble, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Obviously, we have just the entire cast from Asteroid City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the boat crew from Godzilla Minus One. Nice. We have the staff from Theater Camp, mm-hmm. and we got John and Kane from John Wick Chapter Four. Just, just good stuff. Just good stuff. And, uh, boy, can I just not choose anything other than Guardians of the Galaxy? Nice. It, it's, it, I had to pick it. Nice. Especially just, and this is part of watching them having grown over nine years, seeing where they've been. And Has it where, been nine years since the first one? Yeah. What the heck? Um, <laughs> but just their interactions where it's like, yeah, we're a family, but also we scrap. Mm-hmm. And and just the ebb and flow of of their relationships and and the partnering ups in the movie, partnering ups. What a stupid team way to ups. Say there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's the moment at the end where they're all standing in a circle, kind of saying, "Here's where we're going from here." Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. They've nailed it. Absolutely. Chemistry and individual performances. Perfect. You crushed it. Absolutely. Yeah. I am going with. Asteroid City, the cast. Nice. Um, again, it's just the Wes Anderson style. Not like we talk about the cine- cinematography, but the Wes Anderson style of acting. I don't know why. It's just mesmerizing to me. And everyone in this movie is incredible and absolutely <laughs> nails it. And I love watching every part of this movie. And the fact that they're all really fun together. And the fact that it's filmed like a stage play. Yeah. So you get those very unique interactions between characters as the camera's moving around. Like, they're over here, this group of characters over here, they're talking, then we move on to this person, then something from that hap- that situation falls over to this situation now, and this and this is going across. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Great ensemble. Absolutely. Okay. That leads to worst ensemble. Whew. Oh, boy. We have The Book Club from Book Club 2, The Victims from Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, 
the friend group from Joyride, uh, the whole family from uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, yeah, sorry, <laughs> and the guests, I guess, from Haunted Mansion. And I, again, am picking Joyride out of, out of complete spite for this movie because I hate everything about it. Uh, it. It was down to the family from Greek Wedding 3 or Joyride because no, everyone has terrible chemistry in both of those movies. And everyone's just terrible on their own as well. So, But I'm just going Joyride because I hate it more. Uh, it's not even a spite <laughs> thing for me. I just hated watching Joyride. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. And yeah, there's like... Two characters that don't get along for some reason. <laughs> Maybe they explain it. I don't remember. I don't want to. And they, like, it never feels like the four of them are ever like united as like, hey, let's do it until like, right before the credits roll. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they do the classic, we're all not friends anymore because I oh, wronged yeah. you and I'm leaving. And then like, oh, but let's hug. <laughs> it's like, oh, when you say it like that, that changes things. Also, <laughs> anyone from this movie that I've seen show up in another project this year, I'm going, wait, I know you from something. And then I realized that they're from Joyride, and it's made me upset. Yeah. So that's another reason why I'm picking. <clears throat> yeah. Which is so annoying because some of the people in this movie, I've seen in other things, I'm like, wow, you're amazing. Stephanie's shoes in this movie. Yeah, I know. As part of this ensemble. If you saw this movie, you would not believe that she won an Oscar yeah. this year. Yeah. Deservingly as well. <laughs> yes. No. She didn't win, but she was nominated. Right, right. Jamie Lee Curtis won. That's correct. But she was deservedly nominated. nominated. Right. We're moving on to worst actors. Okay. And our options here. Sabrina Wu from Joyride. Michelle Pfeiffer from Amman and the Wasp Quantumania. Alison Brie from Freelance. Maddie Monroe from Zombie Town. And Susan Sarandon from Blue Beetle. Some doozies here. A real list of doozies. <laughs> Even, yeah. <laughs> My pick is Alison Brie from Freelance. Uh, I've seen her in other things, and I've enjoyed her. And I like it's. I know that she can do a good job. And she simply isn't in this movie. That might be true for everyone on this list, <laughs> that they can do a better job. But it was frustratingly awful. <laughs> oh. What I had to watch. And she, yeah. She's like flirting with John Cena at one point. Out of nowhere. And, I mean, one, you know, the writing isn't good for that scene. But she's not doing anything with it either. Right. In the whole movie. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to pick Sabrina Wu from Joyride again. And listen, listen. When it character or an actor when an actor does such a terrible job with such a terrible character that the fact that every time they're on screen you're like i want you to leave (laughs) so badly right now out of a cast of characters that i already dislike for someone to stand out that much to be like every time you're on i just want you to stop you know so that's she played dead eye yeah that's just which was a joke that came up one time Right. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, we're good to move on to Best Actress now. All right. Please. Yeah, okay. So, we have Greta Lee from Past Lives, Lily Gladstone from Killers of the Flower Moon, Florence Pugh from A Good Person, Margot Robbie from Barbie, and Kaylee Spaney from Priscilla. And I had to pick Florence Pugh from A Good Person. 
I also just, picked Florence Pugh for Wicked Wizard. It's just so good. Just it's emotional, you know. It, it gets you. Yeah, it's incredible. I hadn't seen a ton of this movie before I watched it. I was more just aware that it'd come out, and I went, "Well, I should probably watch it." Cause it's Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. I mean, that alone got yeah. me interested, and the premise seemed fascinating. Um, and the way that she portrays, like, just fully absorbed grief mm-hmm. and addiction as a result of that. And watching her, like, relapse and try to not do drugs and stuff, I it hurt me. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, she really... I, I haven't been in that situation, so I'm not sure what, it, you know, exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But I was fully convinced that, like... Oh, yeah. Definitely. This is kind of, like, what it would feel like to try to get out of an addiction that you were just... You know, engulfed by, and you find so hard to get out. It's yeah, heavy role, but yeah, it's amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Moving on to best actor nominees for best actor, we have Killian Murphy. I think that's how you say it, Killian. Yeah, Killian. All right, from Oppenheimer. Michael Fassbender from The Killer. Teo Yu from Past Lives. Michael B. Jordan from Creed Three, and the most recent one on the list, Bradley Cooper from Maestro. Bingo. And I went with Bradley Cooper from Maestro. <laughs> it's, I uh, literally watched it yesterday. Same. <laughs> as a recording. And I was really blown away by his performance. Absolutely. You know, even just one detail is that he has a bit of an accent. Mm-hmm. And he never lets up. And it's not the most impressive accent I've ever heard. But Boy, the fact that he was able to stick with it consistently throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Was really good and... Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed Bradley Cooper in, in pretty much everything he's ever done. Um, and this just added onto the pile. Yeah, well, I picked Bradley Cooper as well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> For all the same reasons. He he did an amazing job. I, I was I was going to go with Killian Murphy. I was going to go with Killian Murphy because equally amazing. You know what? He'll win an Oscar. He'll get his recognition. Yeah, exactly. He can go with Bradley. So, so I'm just I'm I'm picking Bradley. You know, amazing. Worst actors next. Doozies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jude Law from Peter Pan and Wendy. Louis Mandalore from Greek Wedding Three. Sebastian Mascalco from About My Father. Liam Neeson from Marlowe. And Nick Stoll from Knights of the Zodiac. You see, when a character, or when an actor portrays a character so poorly that you just want them to stop every time they're doing anything, that it just, it, it, it takes off in how bad it is. I know it you're stands be- out to you. I know you're between two, and I'm very curious to see which one this is. <laughs> I'm going to pick Jude Law uh, yeah, from yeah. Peter Pan and Wendy. Especially because he's a fantastic actor. <laughs> he and is. then he sucks in this movie. Oh my goodness. He's on something, I'm, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Whatever Tom Hanks had, right? From <laughs> yeah. Pinocchio. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> For my pick, I'm doing Nick Stahl from Knights of the Zodiac. I can't remember who he was in that movie. He was like the... Uh... The guy that owned the Fight Club that gets the oh okay the exo suit right. but he doesn't wear a mask right. The movie's bad, yes. But I had a ton of fun watching it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most fun experiences I had watching a movie all year, except for the moments when he was on screen. He wasn't like he was 
bad past the threshold of fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. And it just kind of ruined yeah. ruined those moments of a bad but fun movie. His, so that's why I'm picking it. bad acting ruined a bad movie. Yep. So sad. Moving on to Worst Pitcher. Again. Doozies. Doozies. <laughs> we have Joyride. Winnie the Pooh. Blood and Honey. Trolls Band Together. Haunted Mansion. And My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Yeah. We definitely have the same one. Oh, easily. Three, two, one. It's Joyride. Joyride. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. You know what? I don't think we even need to linger on it. We've, we've picked them in like, the past. We've, we've talked about it before. It's it's terrible. Anyway. You know. Yeah. Okay. Best picture. Some incredible options here. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Some woozies. <laughs> woozies, if you will. Uh, starting things off. Past Lives. Amazing. Shin Kamen Rider. Asteroid City, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and Godzilla Minus 1. I'm sad Oppenheimer's not on here, but you know what? It's a cruel world. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> I was not confident in my answer for this for the longest time, and then I was immediately confident again. And then I was not confident again when I rewatched Past Lives. But I'm number one for me, anyway, will be Godzilla Minus 1. It's, uh, that's a fair... It's amazing. It, the story is beautiful. And here's the thing. It's a Godzilla movie, so I'm going to like it on some level. Because it's really hard to mess up for me a movie where I'm like, even if the humans suck, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. But It's a big lizard. Whoa, big lizard? <laughs> oh, 10 out of 10. Amazing. Right? But this movie is just an incredible story about like grief, survivor's guilt, and learning to accept the fact that you can live. And it's beautiful yeah plus it's just completely awe striking oh my goodness i've never been so shook by a movie wow as we discussed in an earlier episode i've only seen a couple godzilla movies Mm -hmm. but in my experience everything that godzilla movies have done in the past godzilla minus one did better it was amazing so i very much respect your decision yeah it was beautiful uh for me i wonder what you're gonna pick (laughs) (laughs) because i've been reacting about it for half a year (laughs) yeah yeah my number one pick is past lives yeah. It's also a poster on the wall there, yeah. over there. <laughs> it's beautiful. This movie blew me away. Like, swept me off my feet. First viewing. And, yeah, like, I knew this is number one. And no other movie this year has been able to fill that spot. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. Performances are excellent. The cinematography is gorgeous. Incredible. And just, I think what this movie does so perfectly for me that I loved... Is just sitting in silence mm-hmm. in a moment and just letting you sit with it. And you have to take in like what's happening. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful movie. It is. All right. Well, that almost ends the movie specific segment. But before we move on, we're going to be given our top ten and bottom ten movies. Yes. Starting with bottom ten. Naturally. Naturally. We we ended our our episode <laughs> last year on worst TV shows. It just ended on a downer. <laughs> I think Cobra Kai was the last thing we talked about. And we were just like, uh, <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we learned our lesson. Yeah. All right. So I'll give my bottom 10 first. Sure. I'm working my way to the worst. And number 10, I have Knights of the Zodiac. It, listen, enjoyment level, the highest out of all of these movies. But it is, to me, just still really bad. It's doo-doo. <laughs> uh, then we have Little Mermaid. I 
we watched it, and I was like, not bad, because we just watched Pinocchio and Peter Pan and Wendy, and I was like, I Way hate, better, I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then we watched it, I was like, wow, that's not bad. And then I rewatched it and went, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then we have the quintessential quintuplets. It's an anime movie that, um, it's just, it's, it's really bad. Then we have the Marvels. I don't mean to offend you, but I do think it sucks. I understand. However, The Flash is worse, and that's next. My goodness. I hate that movie. <laughs> then we have Ghosted. Just, ugh, anyway. Peter Pan and Wendy. There you go, right? Yeah, yeah. Just so bad. Haunted Mansion, another Disney movie that just failed. They did good stuff this year, too, but, man. <laughs> and then My Big Fat Creek Wedding 3. Brutal. And then Joyride. It's hot garbage. Yeah. What about you? That sounds insulting to garbage to call it hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. I think you'd be interested with the placement of one of mine. I'm excited. All right. At number 10, we have the movie Inside. That's one you were telling worse? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's at number 10. Interesting. Okay. But okay. I, with what I expected, doo doo. Okay. At number 9, I feel bad about this one. And it's new, but. <sighs> It's Rebel Moon Part 1, Child of Fire. Mm. Really want to like it. And I love Zack Snyder. This is not any of that nonsense. Number 8, Book Club, the next chapter. And number 7, I have Haunted Mansion. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And number 6, I got a movie called Zombie Town. Oh, I didn't watch it. That no one saw, and thank God for that. (laughs) Number 5, I have Trolls Band Together. Okay, okay. Number four, I have About My Father. Okay. <laughs> and number three, I have Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. What a okay. disappointment. Yeah. And number two, I got my big fat Greek Queen three. Yeah. And number one, I have Joe Red. Yeah. Boom. Disgusting. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Shall we do our top ten then? I think we shall. Yeah. Let's get more positive now. All right. At number ten, I have Killers of the Flower Moon. Mark Scorsese. Beautiful. Just, just a great movie. Sure. Number nine, I got Suzume, Makoto Shinkai movie. Just, just, just beautiful. Just beautiful. Number eight, The Creator. Great. I, I, I was, I was honestly a little blown away because I was like, it'll be good. And then I was like, dang, then it was great. Then it was great. <laughs> uh, at number seven, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Incredible movie. Just very emotional. And number six, The Holdovers. We talked about it in the Christmas movie episode. I love it. At number five, we have Oppenheimer. Great. At number four, Asteroid City. At number three, Shin Kamen Rider. <laughs> at number two, we have Past Lives. And then at number one, Godzilla minus one. Yeah. I rewatched Past Lives and went, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly tied for number one, but I have to pick a favorite. It's a respectable list. Uh, man, and man, was it hard making a top 10 this year? It was actually. It almost would have been better to do it like a top 20 because it would be like, yeah. now it would feel a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with every movie on your list being a best movie. Yeah. Even cool. if it doesn't make it to my list. <clears throat> and number 10 for me, we have Taylor Swift, Aaron Stewart. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. I'm not joking. Okay. <laughs> this okay. <is> serious. <laughs> I, knew, I, I didn't tell you anything about it because like, I knew it was going to surprise you. It's not a concert movie? Yeah. Okay. It's great. Yeah. And number nine, I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And number eight, I have Asteroid City. 
At number seven, The Holdovers. Nice. At number six, I have Oppenheimer. Nice. Number five, I have A Good Person. At number four, I have Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. At number three, I have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I didn't realize that I put that at three, but that's, <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, at number two, I have You Hurt My Feelings. And that's at number, number two. Yeah. Wow. I loved that movie. <laughs> nice. And at number one, I have Past Lives. Cool. That's sweet. Now, if you listen to our episode halfway through the year, I had created a a kind of a fun award it's called the don't worry darling award uh which we get to the flash because walking into both those movies you left with more questions than answers yeah. and the more you thought about it, the worse it got yeah now that was a lot of fun and uh yeah so we decided to make an entire section bingo in this episode personal awards yeah we've each come up with five awards mm-hmm. for movies and our tv this is so weird to explain. <laughs> we came up with our own awards uh, that were different and distinct from the ones earlier, and we kind of gave them yeah. fun names. Fun names, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go through my five first. Okay. Then I'll go through your five. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first two are pretty connected. Yeah. Uh, we have MVP actor and MVP actress. Right. Which is someone who performed in at least two things. Yeah. Could be movies, could be all movies, could be all TV shows, could be movies and TV shows. One of each, one actor, one actress that you thought was the MVP of this year okay. for you. Okay. Starting off with actor, because I have that on the top. My MVP actor of the year was Jason Schwartzman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he starred in, that I saw, Asteroid City, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. Quiz Lady, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, an episode of I Think You Should Leave, and Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. And Fargo. Which I did not watch. Same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I thought that he was excellent in each of those. Yeah. Who sure. is your MVP actor? Well, this might be a little weird, like a little strange concept, but I am going to pick Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> yeah. You played it, you played it well. <laughs> Amazing. Just in everything he's in, I'm like, oh yeah, you're, you're the best. You're the best at this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Quiz Lady though, but. All right. Cool. Moving on to MVP actress. My pick is Io Edebiri, who I was completely unfamiliar with until this year. And then she was in a ton of stuff. And I thought she was excellent in everything. She's in The Bear, which is probably where you know her best from. She's a Sydney. Okay. Uh, she was in an episode of I Think You Should Leave as well. Okay. She was in an episode of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. She was in the movie Theater Camp. Mm-hmm. She was in the movie Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's who? She was in the band at the beginning okay, of the okay, movie. Okay. She's the one that says, that tells yeah. Gwen. Some people say, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Um, she was in the movie Bottoms. And she was in the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem as April O'Neil. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just killing it. And yeah. I think she'd done some writing. Like she wrote for shows and movies mm-hmm. earlier. Now she's starring. Give her everything. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just excellent. Yeah. Okay. My MVP actress was originally my best actress pick. But then I was like, I need to spice it up. You know, <laughs> yeah. I need to spice it up. Uh, so I'm going to go with 
Minami Hamabe, who um, only, only two things I think this year that I've seen. Can, anyway. I, can I tell you the two things to blow your mind? Yes. So I know who this is. Yeah. She is in Shin Kamen Rider sure and is. Godzilla Minus One. Sure is. Sure is. Yeah. And she's so different but great in both of them. <laughs> they are very different roles. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch Shin Kamen Rider? I've seen Shin Kamen Rider. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I posted the review as we started the episode. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could talk about that later. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> yeah. All, All right. right. Moving on to my third award. Oh, yeah. This is your award, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got the Why'd You Do That Award, uh, inspired by Tony Stark in Infinity War. Yeah. After Doctor Strange gives away the Time Stone. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? It's a moment in a good movie where they do something real bad, real stupid, and you can't help but say, why'd you do that? <laughs> Amazing. And for me... I'm excited. It's Shazam Fury of the Gods. Yeah, I knew you were going to say it. They, <laughs> they, kill, they kill off Shazam at the end of the movie. That's not the bad thing. It's like, wow, what an end to this movie. We know he's not coming back for a sequel. Powerful. Sacrifice. There's yeah. other Shazams to take over. Yeah. Cool. Then they bring back wonder woman in a really odd cameo because she's definitely not there on the, the day <laughs> yeah, as no. everyone else, to bring him back to life just so that he can learn that his superhero name is shazam but he can never say his superhero name because every time he says it he turns into the other version of himself okay yeah 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 it's uh no no thanks i i thought the movie was pretty solid but yeah it was like they oh. did not stick the ending <laughs> they almost did though that was the biggest like, yeah. dang that's actually really oh shoot <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah. Um, well, mine would be in a movie called Blue Giant, which is about jazz. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It has some of the best looking animated, like, musical performances I've ever seen. Like, yeah. it's, it's mesmerizing and the music's incredible. But so many times they'll insert a random shot of, like, 3D animation that's just completely different. And, and this would be like, a, I'm not saying this is like a little thing. Like, it's constant throughout the movie. And as you're, like, oh, like, mesmerized by this beautiful music and this incredible animation, then there's a shot where their movements have completely changed and their their um, character models are completely different. Like, everyone looks like they didn't skip, like, arm day. Like, they're just so buff all of a sudden. You're like, what the heck? And it's just so awkward feeling. And it's just, it's constant. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, oh. And it just, it just keeps taking you out of it. And it's not even just the musical performances. But there's a scene where they're just walking up to stage, like just side profile, walking to stage. You're like, okay, cool. Right. And then later in the movie, they do the same thing, but it's 3D this time for this one shot. And you're like, why? <laughs> the, if it's the same on time, that's like, I'm not saying like, oh, it's so easy. You know, your anim- animation's like it's easy. Like, come on, just do it. But like side profile walking is like lesson one yeah. in animation. Like, come on guys. <laughs> what are you doing? In- inconsistency. In animation is one of my biggest pet peeves. So I know. I feel for you. Yeah. Which, and it's unfortunate because I think the movie is amazing. Like, it's such a good movie. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm not saying it's as good as Whiplash. Whiplash is one of the best movies ever made. But it's like, it's anime's Whiplash to me. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. But then there's just that. They just keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, moving on. To the one that we've mentioned before. I'm I'm still pretty proud of it. It's a don't worry, darling award. It's a good award. It's a good award. I gotta say. Again, you you walked out of the movie, <laughs> you had more questions than answers. The more you thought about it, the worse it got. Right. Now halfway through the year, I awarded this to the Flash. Yeah. 
my answer has changed. Because I hadn't seen Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey yet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and that movie is real bad. And it gets worse the more you think about it. Yeah. There is so much in that movie that they don't explain at all. And yeah. it makes it even worse. Yeah, it's... And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, again, I like... I don't mean to offend anybody who liked this movie. But for me, this is going to the Marvels. Because movie ends... I wasn't loving it while I watched it, you know? Sometimes I'm like, oh, not bad, not bad. And then other times I was like, what's going on, guys? But movie ends, you're like, that was better than I thought. And I was like, honestly, it was better and it was worse. You're like, okay, interesting. And then we talked about it and we went for supper after. And I was like, yeah, it's not the worst of your movie of the year. That never changed. But, and then I got, as I was driving home, I'm like, okay, but, but what did that scene have to do with anything? Okay, but they never brought that back. Okay. But, and then, okay, why was all of a sudden this going, oh my goodness, and then, yeah, I, then I wrote a two-star review at, uh, like, one in the morning. Yeah, it was long. <laughs> my longest <laughs> review. And then I woke up, and I was like, whoa, just don't write when you're passionate about something. <laughs> Take a breather. That's the lesson I learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. My final personal award is the How It's Made Award. Mm-hmm. And this was inspired by the fact that Tetris, The Beanie Bubble, Flaming Hot, Blackberry, and Air all came out mm-hmm. within like two or three months. Right. And they're all about like making something that we've all had experience with. Right. And it made me think of the, the TV show How It's Made. Yeah. You know, yeah. where you get to see like factories and how stuff was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the best movie about how something was made that you've used before. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> or however you choose to interpret that. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, it's Blackberry. I thought that, that movie was genuinely incredible. Yeah. Um, and of the five that I mentioned earlier, I think it's definitely the best. Nice. Yeah. The reason why I was laughing just then is because I didn't watch any of those movies. I was meaning to, and I still am for some of them, but I just, I just never did. So... I'm going to have to think outside the box here. Um, And I'm going with Oppenheimer. Because it's about making the atomic bomb. But not because we use the atomic bomb, but because he uses chemistry. It creates different formulas and stuff. And we use formulas in science class. Like, people go to school. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) I choose Oppenheimer because people go to school. (laughs) That's all you had to say. (laughs) So that's my pick. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to yours. Okay. So, starting things off, we have the I'll Be Back Award. It's a movie quote from Terminator. In case yeah. People probably know. Anyway, and this is the movie or show or short film. What what doesn't matter. Just project from this year that you watched the most. Like, that, it was so good, or for some reason, you just kept coming back to it. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, uh, it was One Piece, live action, which I watched four times, because I loved it. But then I did just watch Shin Commander, I mean, Shin Ultraman again, which came out in January, so that was my fifth time watching it. So that takes the cake. There you go. Yeah. It's a blast. This, for me, was almost Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse at five viewings. Okay. Okay. But beating it... At six viewings, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Six times? Oh, yeah, you did go to the theater a lot. I did, and then I got it on on Blu-ray. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's my pick. Guardians three. It's a good pick. Good pick. It's a good pick. All right. The next one is you had me at hello, which is rewarded. I mean, which is awarded to the movie specifically with an opening that strike you the most or caught your attention the most or the best opening. However you interpret that. Yeah. And for me, I picked the spinning wheel again. <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> okay. Um, just just want to let you know, my choices are Godzilla Minus One, The Boy and the Heron, and Oppenheimer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and out of the three of those, like, really, I can't deny that the boy in the heron had my favorite opening. <laughs> Thanks, Big <Spinning> Wheel. Wheel. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to talk about it because it's so new, but it it is like the start of the movie is really really good, and I was like, okay, I'm in Miyazaki. Yeah, let's let's go. Uh, yeah, for me, my best opening was Past Lives. It's a good opening. Just seeing where this they're looking at yeah. the crew yeah. at the it is the end of the movie. Yeah. But you hear them talking back and forth about yep. what could be going on with the three of them. It's beautiful. And then you go and you get to find out what's going on with the three of them. And I just it's thought incredible. that it was such an interesting way to open a movie like this. Yeah. And then her, and then like it moves on later. Like, not the opening specifically, but like those first moments when it's like her and the the boy that she's interested in. Yeah. Like at, this, at the stairs and the different shot and then that connecting back to the end there. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie, man. It's a beautiful movie. Very well yeah. done. Okay. The Take Care Until Then Award, which is awarded to the movie with the best ending, or the ending that's directed the most. How would you interpret it? Specifically movie. That's the ending line of Parasite. And that's why I picked it. But yeah. my pick, again, like I'm I'm going to have to pick the wheel, you know? <laughs> uh, Your decisiveness <laughs> is unparalleled. <laughs> this, this is the last wheel that I have here. Okay, but... Ultimately, it comes down to Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Susan May, or Asteroid City. And really, it's just Susan May. The ending is just, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, I love how you're <laughs> the, I, Okay, I'm very happy with that, though. The ending <laughs> of Susan May is incredible. And all of Makoto Shinkai's movies, the endings are just so perfectly cut. And uh, do, do you want to spoil it? No, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Watch these, mate. It's great. But yeah, it's it's beautiful. And it connects back to the beginning and origins of the story and inspirations of the story with the tsunami and everything. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, for me, the ending, we touched on this a little bit, never never fails to make me cry. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. As, a, as a finale to this movie, mm-hmm. it was so good. As a finale to the trilogy, even better. Yeah. Um, I cry every time. I'm emo- it's, it's beautiful. I'm an emotional guy. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, just a really excellent way to end it off. Yeah. It's... What I love about good movie endings is when they're so intentional about, like, when they cut it. Yeah. And Guardians 3 is one that's just... It's cut to the credits. At, n- not too soon, not too late. It's just... It's perfect. Yeah, perfect resolution for every yeah. character. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. Yeah. Alright. Then we have the Why You Dressed All Stupid Award, which is a line from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And this is awarded to the show or movie or project, whatever, that had the just weirdest concept that made you go like, okay, what? Though? That's so weird. 
You you can love it or you can hate it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just weird. Okay. And with me, it was an anime I watched. <laughs> All right, good. That means we have a different one. <laughs> um, and this anime was called Reborn as a Vending Machine. I now wander the dungeon. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it was terrible. Okay, cool. <laughs> but it was a story about this guy, right? And he's on his bike. He's like, oh, what's going on? You know, and then there's this truck in front of him. He's like, oh my goodness. And there's a vending machine on the truck. And the vending machine's like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to fall over. So what does he do? It's somehow, like, jumps to the truck on his bike. But the truck, like, swipes off the cliff or something. And then the vending machine hits him off the bike, off the cliff, and he gets killed by a vending machine. Only to reincarnate. As a vending machine, is it in the a same fantasy world, machine? different different vending machine. There's a, like same look of the vending machine, but he's now alive as a vending machine, and then he goes on adventures with the fantasy girl that has a sword, and it's just like it's so garbage, <laughs> but it's like what the heck? All right, <laughs> I I watched it because I was like, this looks so stupid. I I have to, I can't just not. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> Uh, for me, I went with Dream Scenario movie. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the concept of everyone in the world having dreams about the same guy as an allegory for cancel culture mm-hmm. is bizarre. So weird, but... Cool like, movie. Really good. Cool movie, but... Yeah. And the strength of the movie is that weird concept. Yeah. Uh, I think the movie doesn't stick the landing super well, but... Yeah, like it. It's because it, it almost it, does, and then it just like falls off a little bit. But it, yeah, is mostly good. Yeah. yeah, and the concept. Oh yeah, is very interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that you gave it to an A twenty four movie. Yeah, <laughs> if if we had this last year, it would have been an A twenty four movie as well. It would have been everything everywhere. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the award titled "I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it well." It's a line from The Office. Uh, Parks and Rec. That is what I meant to say. I'm so embarrassed. I'm you sorry. want to say it again? I'll, I'll no, no, it's good. We, we keep it. We keep it. Okay. I'll, I'll admit my failures, you know? Anyway, I have Asteroid City. I, obviously. That's what I picked. Because... Do you want to explain the award is? Oh, shoot. I did? <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. So this award... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so this award goes to the movie or show, doesn't matter, where... You're watching and you're like, I, I got no idea what's going on. Like, I'm going to be honest. Uh, but I know that it's amazing. Like, this is, it's a masterpiece. It's brilliant. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what it is. Like, uh, like watching, like, Akira, you're like, what the heck is happening? But this is, like, one of the best movies I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. But I have no idea what I'm watching. Yeah. And my pick for that is Asteroid City. My pick for that is The Boy and the Heron. That's fair. <laughs> it's at the beginning. It's it's understand understand, and then he goes into a cave, and I'm like, I I'm sure this all means something, but I am not quite sure what. I I did feel the same way. <laughs> Miyazaki has that way where it's like I don't actually hate any of this, but like, <laughs> but what? what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of just doing things. Oh, there's a person We're doing there. Doing good things. There's a like... person there. Oh, they're made of water, and now they're a puddle. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. It's all beautiful, and it's like, wow, it's great, but, like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. For what it's worth, I'll show you. It's at the bottom of my phone there. I did put Asteroid City 2, but I thought you were going to pick the same thing, so I put more in there. And... <laughs> nice, nice. Nice. 
Uh, Boy and the Heron would be a, a good choice as well. Yeah. And that's it for our personal awards. Sure is. And now we're going to move on to TV. Our TV awards. Ooh. Starting off, we have uh, three awards that don't have a best and a worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were intentionally coming into this episode hoping to be net positive. So these three are all best blank. Yeah. Because uh, we want to be we want to be nice and we want to celebrate the good more than we want to condemn the bad. Correct. So starting off, we got best score. Mm-hmm. TV show. Uh, all of these options are just worthy yeah. of best. Um, we are looking season specific. Now, a lot of shows are bringing in scores from previous, previous seasons, like, like themes and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this season specifically is what we're looking at yeah. for the music. So best score, our nominees are Loki season two, Succession season four, mm-hmm. One Piece season one, mm-hmm. The Last of Us season one, Attack on Titan season four, which is... What's the official title for that? Attack uh, on Attack Titan. Titan. The final season? The final chapters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we say Attack on Titan season four... It's just, it's just so much easier. That's what we mean. <laughs> yeah. The two episodes that came out this year. Yeah. The two uh, feature-length episodes. My pick is Succession season four. Really? Wow, yeah. okay, I was not expecting that. Uh, Jeez. Honorable mention, you know, shout out to Loki here, which also was just bumping. Oh my goodness, Loki was incredible. But uh, Succession, wow. it's it's a lot of just playing the theme, mm-hmm. but it's a theme that, that kind of, you know, through music says that, you know, there's wealth and and high class here, but also this, this world of tension and, and distrust. And just being able to have that show through the music, I thought was really incredible. And the way that they used the score throughout the season. Yeah. yeah. Crushed it. I, I haven't watched Succession, but I have listened to the score because Nicholas Bertel is incredible and yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, my pick. I'm gonna say uh, this is the easiest award for me. Like, no hesitation. I'm going One Piece season one, live action. The music is so good. Um, it is good. The one of the biggest reasons why I'm picking this for for best is because. Uh, the composer, she had to compose, like, different themes for every straw hat, right? And here's the thing. Each theme has to be beautiful on its own, right? But compared with any other straw hat's theme, it needs to make a perfect duet. Like, they need to complement each other. So they're designed with that in mind, just like any character. Like, in One Piece, it's amazing, because you pair any two characters together, it's the best duo in in the series, just somehow, right? Right? So the fact that they mimic that in the music is beautiful. And um, having the themes in mind with the character's growth. So they've written all these themes specifically for this point now, knowing how they can evolve that theme and make it stronger in later seasons. Like with Usopp, they have his theme is on a ukulele right now because it's like timid, you know, pretty little nice thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like they're gonna evolve it up to maybe like a 12 string guitar in the future it's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's amazing nice and just i found uh her sonia Velosova's um facebook page on like on like a post on like a group that i was in and i was like okay cool and she's just like posted like hundreds of behind the scenes little videos and i'm like 
I like movies. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is incredible. Yeah. It's it's so beautiful. Yeah. That's sort that's my pick. Alright. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Best few effects. Uh Last of Us season one. One Piece season one. Loki season two. Gen V season one. And The Mandalorian season three. Didn't realize how many season ones were on there. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> now, my pick is going to be One Piece. Nice. I love how it's... Okay, and I'll say this right off the bat. I think none of these shows have VFX shots that 100% of the time look absolutely perfect. Maybe, maybe Last of Us. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't have that many VFX shots. But... With One Piece, th- there's a couple of shots where you're like, okay, okay. But, like, overall, I'm so impressed with the fact that this is, like, a streaming show. And they've they've nailed that, like, perfect in-between, between, um, in-between, between. Perfect balance of having that cartoony vibe to it while being realistic enough to sell it. It doesn't take you out of the show. Yeah, because here's the thing. If it was, like, 100% realistic, you'd... I mean, you wouldn't like some of the stuff you're watching. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's still got that fun aspect of it that, like, seems stylized to the show that, just like, again, just, just sells you. And I'm like, I'm into this world. And also the fact that uh, stretchy powers have never looked good. <laughs> Even in movies I like. Yeah. They've never looked good. I think The Boys is incredible. But uh, in one in one episode with the, the church guy... Who's like, oh, yeah. he like stretches his arms around the, the crowd and I'm like, oh, <laughs> for a show that has good effects, it's like stretchy powers are like the downfall of like everything. <laughs> but somehow, like it looks good. I think there's like maybe one or two shots where you're like, okay, that's, yeah. <laughs> but like, he's like fighting Arlong and he, it's just like, it's like, it's fast paced. You're like, wow, that, okay. I'm, okay, cool. That's, that's sweet actually. Yeah. So I'm, I'm into it. And I thought Buggy, his chop chop fruit was gonna look terrible, and then it didn't. And I was like, "Thank you." Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, my pick is Loki season two. Also beautiful. Uh, yep. Just double checking my head. It's the best VFX that Marvel's done in TV. No Bio- question. <laughs> By landslide. No question. Um, it looks really good. It does, and it's used really well. Yeah. Um, like like the finale finale oh, yes. ton of VFX. it's very vfx heavy yeah because um, like throughout the show you like got a couple of vfx shots you're like they're really going like more practical with this and i yeah. appreciate that and they're like oh that's because they wanted all of that time and budget into the finale you're like i like it uh there's an effect where like things are are disappearing kind of infinity war-esque but it's almost like strings being twisted out yeah and they, they they're being like unthreaded yeah and that effect looks it really does. good it does uh and this was in the trailers as well his time slipping thing where he like turns yeah. into noodles and like folds into himself yeah looks it, good it looks really good and also the big climax of the show at the end of the finale is it's all the effects like it's oh, yeah. tom hiddleston on a green screen yeah uh and you needed that to work you needed it to look good in order to sell the moment, and they did. Oh, yeah. It yeah. looks great. It does. Moving on. Yep. To best action. Our nominees. All right. One Piece Season 1. 
Yeah, baby. Attack on Titan Season 4. Beautiful. Ultraman Season 3. Epic. American Born Chinese Season 1. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and The Continental mm-hmm. from the world of John Wick Season 1. Nice. I gotta go with The Continental myself. Nice. I haven't seen two of those. Uh, it's not as good as John Wick. Right. Right. But for TV gunplay, I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. good. It's also definitely the best part of that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever violence was happening, I was I was I was invested. I was watching. Yeah. If they were talking, maybe I pulled my phone out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, you know. Yeah. Uh This is actually kind of difficult because two of these are animated and like incredible animation fighting, which I love. But uh I'm going to have to go with One Piece season 1. And again, it's that aspect of you needed to be like so perfectly on the right note for any of this to be like, okay, I'm in, you know, just it's so wacky and some of the fights and all the wire work is incredible. And again, like the VFX adding to the fights make it really, really fun. But mainly, the whole reason I'm giving this is because of McKenny's like sword play. I was going to say, I really like, oh I really like Zoro. <laughs> It's incredible. And that fight with Mihawk is like, wow. Zoro. Yeah. You're nailing it. It's good. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Performance awards. For now. Uh, We have Worst Ensemble. And we explained what this was before. So we're good. Uh, Options. We have Team Flash from The Flash Season 9. The Bad Batch from The Bad Batch Season 2. The Hybrids from Sweet Tooth Season 2. The staff and students from American Born Chinese, and the kids from Gamera Rebirth. In my pick, um, I'm gonna go with the Flash, the Team Flash. They, and mainly it's because Joe's not really there, and Barry's Joe's always the best part of that. Joe's show. always the best part, and he's not there. And Cisco's always the other best part, and he left during season seven. So, and and Grant like. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but just everybody else is just, it's, it's abysmal. <laughs> like I can't, it's, it's painful to watch. It's really bad. I also picked Team Flash. Nice. Uh, it, it felt like the acting on the show was on a steady decline, uh, for a few seasons there. And this is just, they hit the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> they hit the bottom. Yep. Uh, what was once a, an interesting relationship between Iris and the Flash is now, one person not acting and the flash trying to do something but not really landing anything but at least he tried <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah i know i think he felt the environment there and he's like if you guys aren't trying i'm not committing to this either yeah but yeah, yeah the flash is has a lot of nominees <laughs> in the worst column so we'll be back yeah, yeah. best ensemble though here we go we have Nominees, the Straw Hat Pirates from One Piece. Beautiful. The Bear Staff from The Bear. Incredible. The TVA Problem Solvers from Loki. Amazing. The Sibs, short for siblings, from Succession. I'm guessing it's good. And the Devils of Paradis from Attack on Titan. The best voice acting in the business. For me, I had to go with the Bear Staff. I think everyone in that kitchen is doing a killer job. I mean, yeah. I already I already picked Iowa Debiri 
as my MVP actress. Yeah. Jeremy Allen White's doing a great job. Amazing. Uh, I don't remember his name, but Richie. Yeah. I'm in love with Richie. Not in a freaky way, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need to specify <laughs> We're good. Uh, yeah. Just everyone on that staff. Yeah. Yes, please. Keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. The Bear staff is my runner-up. Nice. For the Star Hat Pirates. I... And... It's, it's, it's probably just Inyaki Godoy that just makes it so much fun to watch. Because... And not, not, not that it's just him, but, like, without him, there there would be no chemistry, right? Yeah. It's like he builds the chemistry between every single actor slash character in the show. And it's great, just like he does in the story. It's beautiful. And then those other relationships build on top of that. And it's just like McKenyu and Inyaki are just the best together. I, I love every time they're doing anything together. Yeah. And Taz Skyler as Sanji is... Maybe my favorite. I, that's also because Sanji's just my favorite, but he's, he's such a good job. Oh my goodness. I just, I just... They did such a good job with that show. That's true. I'm still in shock. It's beautiful. Leading up to best performance, we have, speaking of which, Inyaki Godoy in One Piece, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, Pedro Pascal from The Last of Us, Bill Hader from Barry, Nicholas Braun from Succession. And I... Had to pick Pedro Pascal from The Last of Us. Nice. He did. That I mean, that show's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's true. And Pedro Pascal also did amazing. I realize now that I, I kind of wish I put that in Best Ensemble, but we're good. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he did great. What can I say? He sold me on every every piece of emotion, every piece of sadness, sorrow, anger, it's happiness. It's, it's beautiful. My runner up. Is Inyaki Godoy. Because that whole show would fail exactly. if he didn't yeah. do it. He's my runner up. Because well. he's so... There's such a campiness to his character. Mm -hmm. And I think if he had dropped below excellent for anything, the rest of the show is done. Yeah. Right? But he just... But he did it. He kept going. Uh, but my pick is Bill Hader as Barry. Really? Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> it's such a crazy role. Um, and I love... Just the way they play it. It's a very serious role for an actor who's usually very comedic. Uh, and I really enjoyed everything that he brought. He mm -hmm. also has an element to him as a hitman where he's done this for so long and he's so good that it's just effortless. Mm -hmm. Like, he can kind of, like... It's almost like watching Hawkeye shoot arrows where he just kind of points a gun and shoots and two people fall down. Yeah. And, yeah, I loved watching him the whole season this year. That's fair. So people we didn't like watching. Let's move on to worst performance. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our nominees. Rick Costnett from The Flash. Dania Ramirez from Sweet Tooth. Jimmy Liu from American Born Chinese. Then we have Wanda Sykes from Bad Batch. And Ben Schwartz from Bad Batch as well. Both guest stars that did terribly. <laughs> and then they brought Wanda back. <laughs> uh, my my pick here is Dania Ramirez from Sweet Tooth. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to be like a, a motherly character to a bunch of the child hybrids. And not I never believed 
any of her, you know, loving emotions. And she had this, like, pained look on her face. I assume it's meant to yeah, pain. She's injured for some of it. Sometimes she's just upset that the kids are gone. I never bought her role for a second. Mm-hmm. If anything, I found her more annoying <laughs> yeah. than anything. Yeah. And it bothered me. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry that happened. That's why I picked it. Uh, I had to pick Rick Cosnett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From The Flash. Okay. I, I do feel bad for picking him. You don't have to. Because. No, I feel bad for me. Because I will admit, that's the most I've ever laughed while watching The Flash. He. Oh my goodness. He, I'm sorry, but he is so bad in this show. As this in, in this season. I mean, he's not good in season one, but it's like the tolerable level of CW not good. It, it is. It is miles ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, and I, the reason that's happening here, what they're doing here is they're giving him like, trying to give him emotional beats. And like, sometimes he has a yelling scene, specifically at the grave when he's yelling about um, Eddie Thon being alive. And it's like, it's so funny because it's so bad. It's one of the worst performances I've watched it all of TV, and I've, I've watched some garbage, man. <laughs> Worst advertising, we have Futurama Season 8, Secret Invasion Season 1, Skull Island Season 1, The Flash Season 9, and Gamera Rebirth. I picked Skull Island Season 1. And the reason I picked this one is because this is a MonsterVerse project, and it's like a prequel, kind of. It's not like so much of people that like you need to watch it to understand the story or something yeah but it's like it takes place before skull island and they just didn't advertise it as that like they didn't bother telling anybody except the people who are like diehard fans of the monsterverse or godzilla or kong no one would know it's just like hey new skull island show okay cool and then they also just like kind of didn't advertise it yeah (laughs) but it's like you you had like perfect opportunity to capitalize and you just didn't. That's okay. Yeah. My pick is Futurama. Because it, they've been off for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. The show's done. They're bringing it back. And they got everyone from the original cast to come back to do another season. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And they did not advertise it at all. I happened to be listening to a podcast where they talked about Futurama coming back, and that's how I knew, <laughs> because they saw it somewhere, but I never saw anything yeah. for this show, Yeah, which I was excited to watch, because I enjoyed watching Futurama when it was on before. Yeah. Yeah. Doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to best advertising, though. Oh, yeah. We got One Piece Season 1. We got Star Trek Strange New World Season 2. Scott Pilgrim Takes Off Season 1. Loki Season 2. And The Bear Season 2. Bingo. Uh, I went with Loki. Oh, nice. Solid trailers. Yeah. I enjoyed the posters I saw. One of the posters was like Loki variants running around in a circle. Yeah. On yeah, a clock yeah, that yeah. was mismanaged. That was my phone background for like two yeah. months. Nice. Thought it was good. It was good. Uh, I'm going to have to pick One Piece Season 1 because 
they needed to sell people on this because most and, of the people are like, oh, this is going to suck, right? Or just, Live action anime remake? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to be like, okay, guys, we need to sell you that this is going to be worth watching. They don't need to sell us that it's good. It just needs to be worth watching. So, and I think the trailers really pulled that off because I'm like, okay, you know what? That actually looks kind of fun. Yeah. Like, I'm into it. And their marketing campaign, like the advertising campaign, with like all the interviews and event things and yeah. all that stuff, it was the like the best I've seen for anything all year. And I'm like, my goodness. There was so much, like so much constantly. In fact, like a week ago, it was like one day ago, this video released. I'm like, you're still advertising? What? <laughs> it's so crazy. And like watching those completely sold me on the cast. And I was like, okay. I'm ready for all of you to be these characters, and I'm excited. I you, you don't have all my faith, but I'm at least going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it was, like, number one in TV shows. Or in, it, num- it broke the record for, like, most countries it was number one or something. Nice. They, 84 countries, so I, I, guess, it, I guess it worked. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. And those trailers are great. Yeah. I love them. Best intro. We have intro being like the the title, t- title, title card, card sequence yeah whatever revolves around a title card uh barry season four last of us season one one piece season one scott pilgrim takes off season one and succession season four <laughs> this was actually kind of difficult for me <laughs> uh but i'm gonna pick one piece season one just because listen i love like a a really good minute, minute and a half, whatever opening, like Last of Us or Scott Pilgrim, it's great. Yeah. Animation's incredible throughout the both of them and the music's beautiful. Yeah, this is great. But One Piece, there's like I don't know, maybe like ten seconds of the like the title card. And the title card is different every episode, which is I I just love it when they do that. Yeah. It's really fun. Like it's customized to whatever new characters this centered on that in that episode and also the music changes it's like the same theme but with a different little riff to it um to suit the character that's doing so like with the zaro episode it's got like the zaro skull in the, in the one piece instead of luffy and then it has like a bit of his music to it or like with sanji and all that stuff and it just it's a lot of fun it's good man. i love it from my pick I went with Barry. Yeah, okay, I knew you were going to pick that. It's very simple. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it cuts out for less than two seconds as Barry on the screen. We're over with it. Yeah. Uh, I love just when they interject that yeah. into an episode. Like Invincible? Yeah. Yeah. But better. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I don't think they did in season four, but for the earlier seasons, there was a bit of a musical cue. Okay. Uh, which was also fun. But even just with it being silent. Just the abrupt cut. Just good. Now we're getting on to our episode awards. Yep. And we're going to start off our episode awards. The best finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not necessarily a series finale, but some of these are. It's just the finale of the season. Yeah. Good Ted Lasso season three. Loki season two. Attack on Titan season four. One Piece season one. And The Last of Us season one. And gosh darn it, if Ted Lasso didn't just win me over with its season finale that sounds like i didn't like the show if it didn't just no, put the, sound like the seal of yeah we, we crushed deal. this 
with its finale. So it's Ted Lasso season three for me. Yeah. Nice. Nailed the ending. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Attack on Titan season four, the final season. And this, I mean, maybe it benefits a bit from it being the series finale, right? Of why I liked it so much, but man, if this isn't like one of the best finales I've ever watched, oh my goodness. There's a lot of manga readers that didn't like the ending, but whatever, whatever, forget them. It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's like, and, and it's kind of the Breaking Bad ending where it's like they do something to a character and you're like, yeah, you had to do that because there was, there was no coming back from this. Yeah. Like you, there was no needed like redemption arc or whatever. Like you, you had to do this specific thing that you did because that one worked, that one worked, but yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. And then just, and then you think it ends, right? And you're like, dang, that was really good. That was, that was beautiful. And then like the credits go on and it's not like, a, it's not an end credit scene, but it's like footage going on while the credits are going of like no dialogue footage, but it's just like animation with the music. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my goodness. What, the, what, what? And then it ends. You're like, that's insane. Just, yeah. Nice. It was, it was incredible. It was beautiful. It was also an hour and a half, so that it did, you know, benefit from that a bit. But yeah, okay. Worst finale: uh, Secret Invasion season one, Flash season nine, Bad Batch season two, Strange Planet season one, and Sweet Tooth season two. Attack on Titan was one of the best finales I've ever watched this year, and the Flash has got to be one of the worst finales that I've like ever watched, especially because I used to like the show. Yeah, and then just seeing it end so terribly just it, I don't even want to talk about it, man. I don't it's just it was so bad it was so bad <sighs> uh, with TV specifically I'm very picky about how you end a season or a series yeah me too so these two I, I actually feel pretty passionate about um I'm picking the Flash season 9 yeah it's just it's... if they had ended three episodes earlier four episodes Three episodes earlier. The fourth last episode. Yeah. The the uh, first part of the final arc. If they had just tied a bow at the end of that, it's not making it to the best finale list. No. But it, but it definitely wouldn't be on this list. No. It at least would have been like, well, that wasn't a complete disaster, so that's something. <laughs> and then they wrote a disaster for three more episodes. Jeez. That Barry wasn't even in for two of them. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's not fun. No. And this is the end of this show but also like this this universe of shows like this is the farewell to the arrowverse right pretty much i mean uh, we got like super what's going on and everything but like different universe oh they did do that didn't they yeah oh, okay there you go <laughs> uh so it's a goodbye to the show and the universe you dropped the ball you messed up and <laughs> yeah quite frankly you should be ashamed of yourself you should be it was terrible <laughs> yeah now bad endings aren't fun Bad beginnings aren't good either. So let's look at the worst premiere episode. Let's do it. The worst episode to start off a season that came this year. We got the Bad Batch season two. We got Futurama season eight. We got Squid Game the Challenge season one. We got the Flash season nine. And we got Camara Rebirth season one. Sure do. For me, this is easy. It's Futurama. That first episode was so bad. I mentioned in advertising, I was excited to watch it. This episode was so bad, I almost dropped the rest of the show. I almost stopped the episode partway through. It 
hurt to watch. It was egregiously bad. <laughs> oh, I was really hurt. And... Hi. Huh. That's all I want to say. I'm not going anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, I would pick The Flash, but I did watch it immediately following the finale of season eight, which was way worse than the first episode of season <laughs> nine. So I'm not going to pick it. But I'm going to pick... But I'm going to pick Squid Game, the challenge season one. Uh, it, it gets better than the first episode, but it was the start of it that I went, oh, this is like... I don't like it. Awful. <laughs> like, this is a terrible production. I, I didn't think that for the entire series. There were moments where I'm like, okay, maybe. But like, this first episode was really bad. And it was... Again, it's it's the whole classical music to montage of people pretending to die that I'm like, that n- no one thinks they're actually dead. We know that they're not dead, right? Yeah. And it's, the, it's a contractual obligation. Like, once you get inked, you have to pretend to die on the ground. And then, then they play, like, the classical music from the actual show Squid Game and do, like, a montage of it. And you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It it's just ends on, like, the <laughs> the worst like cliffhanger like oh what's the next part of the game and then like they're doing something and it's like oh my gosh like to get you to be like oh next episode i need to watch it <laughs> it's just it's so bad oh my goodness yeah like it started terribly it didn't end well either but there were moments in the middle where it's like okay maybe yeah but the start was awful anyway let's talk about some more positive beginnings you know what i'm saying some good beginnings best premiere episode we have one piece season one the Last of Us Season 1, Loki Season 2, Barry Season 4, and Scott Pilgrim Takes Off Season 1. And I have to pick, again, this is actually like a really difficult one, uh, <laughs> Last of Us is my runner-up, but I think the first episode of One Piece is one of the best episodes on the show. Kind of sounds like you like One Piece. <laughs> I, lo- I love One It was so good. I'm so happy. Anyway, but, and it was again because like, you have this is episode one, and at least half of your audience is like already skeptical, like that to the level of if I don't like this, I'm not even like you burned me with Cowboy Bebop, so yeah. I'm scared right now. So if this is bad, I'm just I'm cutting it before I, I get too hurt. And then it was really good, and a lot of people loved it and watched the entire show, which is why it was number one for so long. It's because yeah. people kept watching it, and also it's like. They did such a good job, like, mixing the different arcs that they put into it and, like, switching things up and changing things for how it started that I'm like, I mean, you did it. You did it. It just, like, episode one was, like, for me, like, a 10 out of 10 action show. I think, not 9 out of 10 show, but, like, yeah, the episode one was incredible. Yeah. For me, you know, Scott Perlman takes off. This has to do in part with the advertising as well. And general discourse around it. In that a lot of us were led to believe that this show was a recreation yeah. of, of the story yeah. in animated form. Cool. And that's episode one until the end of episode one. Yeah. But it was so freaking crazy. It was. <laughs> Watching it through, I'm like, I read that. That's what the page looked like. This is phenomenal. Yeah. And then that little twist at the end is like, oh, so this isn't what I thought it was. And I was psyched and I watched the rest of the show that night. (laughs) Yeah, I watched it all like in 
two sittings, unfortunately, because I had to go to class in the middle. That's okay. But all the same day. Anyway, <laughs> I still feel stupid because I didn't clue into like episode four that this was something else. <laughs> <laughs> because episode one ends and I'm like, oh, so I just like, oh, we're adding stuff to fill out the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And maybe it'll get a second season so that they can like flesh out more of the stuff. And then like stuff was happening that was not part of the original story. Let's just say that by episode two, the entirety of episode two. And I was like, okay, interesting. I don't mind this new uh, arc that they've added here. And then it was like episode four. That I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Something ain't right here. I mean, something's very right. Something's very, very right. But it was like, yeah, something's different. I love that show. Yeah, it was good a good show. It was good, but a good show. It's a good episode. Yeah. We have this category. Best episode. Oh, yeah. The only additional uh, contingent here is that the episodes in this category can't be the premiere or the finale. Yeah. Because they would have been in the other categories. Yeah. For best episode, we have Mom City from Ted Lasso. Yeah. Season 3, episode 11. Fishes, The Bear, season 2, episode 6. Right. Final chapters, special 1, Attack on Titan, 488. Yeah. Season 4, episode 88. Yeah. Uh, when We Were in Need, The Last of Us, season 1, episode 8. And Connor's Wedding, not in there just because my name's in it. <laughs> Succession, season 4, episode 3. Yeah. Connor's Wedding is an excellent runner-up episode. Mm-hmm. Because Fishes from the Bear is actually my favorite episode from any TV show ever. Nice. That episode blew me away. It was so good. It's amazing. Yeah, go watch the Bear. Do it. It's it's an incredible show. Um, Yeah. Well, I'd have to agree that Fishes is a great choice. And it's my runner-up. <laughs> but the final chapter, special two, from Attack on Titan, uh, is... I mean, Fishes is as well, but Attack this ep- Attack on Titan episode is, like, one of the best hours of television I've ever watched. And, like, the start of it, it's... Oh, my goodness. I, like... I, I don't know, man. Like, it's just... It just, like, immediately stuns you, and you're like... Uh, wh- wow. It's... It's incredible. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful show. One of the best shows ever made. Just, yeah. It's amazing. Anyway. So, getting more negative here. I'm, I'm sorry about that, but we're going to have to move on to worst episode as well. So, we have Make a Splash from American Born Chinese Season 1, Episode 4. Wildest Dreams, The Flash, Season 9, Episode 7. Entombed, Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 5. Faster, Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 4. And Partners in Time, Back to the Flash, Season 9, Episode 8. We told you the Flash should be back. Yeah, the Flash. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and I'm going to have to pick Wildest Dreams, Flash, Season 9, Episode 7. It's just... It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> it's doo-doo. <laughs> it's, it's a doozy, you know? It's... This is a list of doozies here. <laughs> there was one. It's just so unneeded and unnecessary and brings back characters that no one cares about that we thought the show was over and like focus on Iris, which is like bad idea. Bad, bad idea. She was uninvested in the show by this time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my pick. For me, I gotta go Entombed. Bad Jeez. Batch. Look, Faster's on there. I see episode before this one. Very bad episode. Yes. Not like makes yeah, you like, unhappy. Yeah, like bad. This is the week after. This is two weeks in a row. 
bad episodes, guest stars that didn't do a good job. Yep. Uh, there's a Pokemon in this episode. Or Mechagodzilla. I can't really quite figure it out. I wouldn't. That'd be insulting to Godzilla. I'm sorry. Uh, it roars. When though. this episode ended, that was when I knew for a fact in my soul that there was never going to be a point <laughs> in this show where I went, that's oh, okay. This is just bad. And yeah. there are episodes in the show which are shockingly good. I know, it's weird. The Crosshair episodes. <laughs> any, yeah, any episode he's in. Um, but those episodes... But it never saves the show. Those episodes will never be enough <laughs> to take the show above bad. Yeah. It's a bad show with a couple good episodes. With an incredible first episode. But like... <laughs> I don't... I don't know, man. Let's move on to worst season. <laughs> The season that came out this year. That was simply the worst. Yeah. We have Futurama Season 8. We got The Flash Season 9. Bad Batch Season 2. Squid Game The Challenge Season 1. Sweet Tooth Season 2. Gotta go with Bad Batch on this one, actually. Really? Okay. There's some doozies on there. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a, that's a hard list. <laughs> But the Bad Batch was just so consistently, again, with the exception of those Crosshair episodes, just disappointing and frustrating. They make the stupidest decisions. Like, they quote-unquote kill off a character at the end of the show. He's 100% not dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it would be the equivalent of if you watch someone in Star Wars now get stabbed with the lightsaber through the gut. And they're like, oh, they died. That's happened four times in the last two years. They're, they're not good. dying. They're good. <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It frustrated me. Yeah. That's fair. It, it, and it hurts because I have to come back for season three. Because yeah. it's Star Wars and my loyalty is my flaw. <laughs> Same. Um, Same. Yeah. Didn't like it. No. Uh, Bad Batch. Season 2 would be a good pick. However, the episodes were only like 24 minutes or like 20-something minutes. So that saves it from being the worst because The Flash had like 45-minute episodes. And like I'd sit through that. And it was just... It hurts me. I did that season in a day. That sucked. Same. (laughs) It was the worst day of the year. Alright, take us home. Okay. Best season. Okay. Some some, some goodies here. And I'm still deciding while I read this out. Uh, We have One Piece Season 1. The Bear Season 2. Ted Lasso Season 3. The Last of Us Season 1. And Attack on Titan Season 4. All great options. But ultimately, I'm going to go with The Last of Us Season 1. It's phenomenal. I, I love that this year... We got the best live-action anime adaptation and the best live-action video game adaptation all in, like, streaming shows the same mm-hmm. year. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Facts. Yeah. I said that, that episode of The Bear is one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen, which makes The Bear a great runner-up to my <laughs> number one pick. Oh, okay, okay. It's Ted Lasso. Nice, nice. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Excellent show. Mm-hmm. That's, I, that's all I gotta say, but it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, go watch the bear. Go watch. Yeah, go watch all five of these shows. Yeah. Um, for sure. It's television excellence. That's true. Yeah. Well, that ends our our television streaming awards. Yes. Those are great awards. Mm-hmm. Let's get specific. And we're gonna start getting specific with our top five worst TV shows. Correct. Of the year. Let me start. And number five, I have American Born Chinese. Alright, alright. Cool action, nothing else. Number four, I got Sweet Tooth. And number three, I have The Flash. Okay. And number two, I have Futurama. That first episode was real bad. <laughs> well. And there wasn't a lot of great episodes in there either. And number one, I got The Bad Batch. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it sucks. It does. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> what do you got for your bottom five there? Bottom five, Give Me a Rebirth, number five. I'm so sad that I put it there. Because it was like the triumph and return of Gamera from the last 20 years. And it sucked. <laughs> so bad. Anyway, number four, we have Squid Game The Challenge. Yeah, I just, I didn't like it. I'm sad, but that's not true. I'm not sad. I just didn't like it. Uh, num- Number three... We have Secret Invasion Season 1. It was something that I got absolutely nothing out of. And then that's kind of why it's lower. I think as a show, it's probably better than my number 4 and 5. But at least with Gamera, I was like, okay. Every now and then, there'll be a cool monster fight. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. And Squid Game had its moments. But Secret Invasion, the entire thing, I was just kind of like... I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a little sad. This is kind of disappointing. Uh, number two, Bad Batch. Bad. <laughs> At number five, I mean, number one. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got The Flash Season 9. It's just... Acceptable. It's, it's... Yes. It's bad. Appropriate. <laughs> it's, it's no good. <laughs> yeah. My top five TV shows. Five? Ooh. Also, we should mention we're doing five because... We watched a lot less TV shows than we did movies. Yes. As of recording, I've watched 127 movies this year and 26 shows. <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. My top five TV shows. I'm not even going to say the numbers. I'm just going to work out the list. Five to Let's one. Yeah. Barry. Nice. Loki. Nice. Succession. Nice. The Bear. Nice. Ted Lasso. Nice. Great. Just five shows that made me happy. Alright, me, I'll do the same thing, I guess. We got Free Rent, Journey to Beyond, which is like an anime, but nice. a fantasy. Uh, this is an elf that's like trying to learn about humans and stuff because she doesn't really care because elves don't care about anything. And it's just, it's it's constantly just an absolutely beautiful show. Uh, we got One Piece Season 1, The Bear Season 2, Attack on Titan Season 4, and then Last of Us Season 1. Nice. Just, just all good, all good stuff there. Moving on to our final section of the show. We love talking about our top ten, top five, you know, TV shows, movies. But there's only so many slots. And sometimes there's a show that excelled in a specific area as to what it was, but it wasn't the best. You know, didn't make it onto that top five list. So we've decided to come up with what we're calling genre winners. Luke, you have created a list of genres for TV and streaming. Correct. Shows. Correct. I've created a list of genres for movies correct we're gonna go through you first and we're just gonna go down the list 
uh, in the genre. We're both just going to mention what we thought stood out in that genre okay. this year. And, and sorry, and and it should be mentioned, we tried not to do any duplicates. We do have, I think each of us have one duplicate in TV. And it's probably the same one. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, actually. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see. But, and then for the rest of it, we tried to do no duplicates to widen the range of appreciating movies and shows. Yes. All right. So TV, we have drama, and I picked The Bear. Here at Succession. Nice. Uh, comedy, I got Spy Family Season 2. It's great. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Nice. Fantasy, Free Run, Journey to Beyond. The Mandalorian. Oh, okay, yeah, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Okay, yeah. Science fiction, I got Star Trek Stranger Worlds. The Last of Us. Oh, that's cool. Didn't think of that as science fiction. <laughs> and... <laughs> Too bad, I already picked. Uh, we got Superhero. I picked Ultraman in the final season. Loki. Of course, that was my tied other one. But Musical, uh, truth be told, I didn't watch any musicals this year. But <laughs> Stranger Worlds has a musical episode. So that's what I am forced to go with. So that's my only duplicate. And uh, this year's season of Only Murders in the Building revolved around a musical. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Horror. Last of Us. The Last of Us. Nice. There's my duplicate. That would have been a duplicate if I thought of it as sci-fi, but I failed. Anyway, horror comedy. I got Psalm 100, Bucket List of the Dead. It's anime. It's great. Uh, I'm doing the first episode of this year's season of I Think You Should Leave. Okay. Uh, there's a skit in it in which he just sees weird things. Cool. And it's kind of horrific and kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, limited series, so series that had one season this year and will probably only remain with one season. Yeah. Uh, I picked Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. I picked Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Let's go. Returning series, as in the series with the sequel season that came out this year. I've got Attack on Titan. I got the bear. Nice. Nice. Uh, and then new series, being a series that started this year. Yeah. Uh, because I already picked Last of Us, I'm picking One Piece live action. Nice. I picked Shrinking. Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Cool. There we are. There we go. This is John, John Winners for TV. Uh, we have a few more for movies. Uh, just so that you know, audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, let's take her home. Start off with drama. I got a good person. I should put that one. I put Oppenheimer. Nice. <laughs> Comedy. I got theater camp. Cool. I got Barbie. Nice. Musical. I got Flora and Sun. Nice. I got Blue Giant because they play music. So. Horror. I have The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Interesting. Dracula on a boat. <laughs> uh, I got Godzilla minus one. Sweet. Romance. I got past lives. I also have past lives. Darn right. I would have picked that for drama, but I couldn't duplicate. Romantic comedy. I have bottoms. Nice. I have Kaguya-sama Love is War. The first kiss that never ends. It's anime. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Horror comedy. I have Renfield. I also have Renfield. Darn right. <laughs> Dramedy. Drama comedy. Yeah. Have you hurt my feelings? I have Asteroid City. Sweet. Superhero, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Nice. I'm pretty sure you already know what mine is, but Shin Kamen Rider. 
coming of age. I have, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Nice. I got the holdovers. Nice. <laughs> Documentary. I have Square in the Circle. The story of hypnosis. <laughs> I got Jesus Revolution. All right. <laughs> I didn't watch a documentary this year. <laughs> Sci-fi. I got the creator. I also have the creator. Fantasy. I got Dungeons and Dragons. Honor Among Thieves. I've got the boy and the heron. Nice. And for animation, I have... Oh, wait. Hold up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold up? <laughs> Here's what became known to us. Right. There were a lot of animated movies that came out this year. Yes. Most of them were good. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Something that we found was that the animation itself in a lot of these movies was yeah. really solid. Absolutely. And Spider-Verse was the only one that people talked about. I don't know. It was kind of sad. So what we're doing, and this will happen a few times throughout the year, mm-hmm. is in addition to the first, third, and occasional fifth Wednesday we will in, insert an episode in between our regularly scheduled episodes. Either as a part two to what we've been doing or as supplemental material. Mm-hmm. This is a supplemental episode. Right. We're going to be back next week talking about animated movies of 2023. Just talk because there was a lot of them, a lot of good ones. And we really want to highlight movies that had really great animation, especially if it was unique and distinct from what's yeah. you know common animation. So, we'll be back next week to talk about animation. We sure will. So, come back for that. It'll be exciting. It'll be good. In the meantime, Luke, can you hold us over for one week with a send-off? Absolutely. I, it, w- it would be my honor, you know? And like, like you just said, we'll be back for animation. Uh, so, take care until then. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.